Hey, my name is Robert. And my name is Sean. And you're listening to the Taking Action Podcast. All right, we recording. <laughs> We're back. We're back, and I want to talk about the follow-up because uh, you don't know my Burger King story. No, I'm actually really curious. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, I worked at Burger King when I was 14 years old. You know, I, I always wanted to do that. At, work, at Burger when King? I was, yeah, well, I had McDonald's at that time. You were very ambitious. Well, I just wanted to work. There. I, I started it cool. at I 14. It, it was okay. Um, I ended when I was 17, but this is about the follow-up. So how did I get working at Burger King at 14? Because you had to be 15 to work at the time oh, at Burger King. So you lied about your age. No. <laughs> no. I was just a hungry and persistent mofo. When I was 14, I knew I needed a job and I wanted to work and start saving my own money because I had to pay for dance and music and and it was, you know, funds were tight. Mm-hmm. So I was living in Streetsville in Mississauga at the time and there was a Burger King up the street. I went, brought in my application, looked sharp and uh, dropped it off and they said, okay, well, we'll call you. If we need some, we're not hiring right now. And I said, okay, cool. And then I went back, I think two days later mm-hmm. and said, hi, I dropped off my resume. I mean, my application, my name's Sean, yeah. the manager here. And they said, the manager's not here right now, but uh, we'll let him know that you came by. This is the follow-up. This is a follow-up. Right, yeah. right. We'll let them know that you came by and we have your application. Okay, great. I went by two days after that. Hey, I'm Sean. I uh, dropped off my application with the manager here, and now I finally get to meet the manager. And he says, yeah, I got your application, but we're not hiring right now. Um, but thanks for the application. I said, okay, cool. And then I left. And then I think it was like two days after that, I went back. Hey, I'm Sean. I spoke with you. Uh, you know, the manager, I remember yeah. you. Uh, Ernie was his name. Yeah. Hey, Ernie, uh, remember me? I was, I'm was. i Sean. I was here a couple of days ago. He's like, yeah, did I tell you that uh, – we're not hiring? I said, yeah, but, you know, I just wanted to come by. You were by. hiring two days <laughs> you were ago. Two days ago. <laughs> yeah. And I saw, you know, just in case I came by and I was that guy and I legit, legit got the job because of my follow-up and the persistence, right? So he said, okay, you know what? Uh, we can't hire you because you're 14, but how about we start you in the back? Because you can start in the back in the kitchen doing like cleaning and whatever. That's pretty good. So we'll start you off like that. I said, okay, cool. I was looking for anything. I didn't care. And that's how I got into Burger King. So I started at 14, just in the kitchen, learning how to clean stuff. And then eventually how to, uh, you know, like flip, make the burgers and all that stuff, make the fries and such. In three months, I became the crew trainer <laughs> at 14. Uh, and they're like, wait, well, what's going on here? Because I was so hungry. I ended up learning everything I could about all the positions and uh, especially cash because I didn't want to be in the back. Like my yeah, goal yeah. being a Burger King was like, I don't want to smell like burgers all day flipping. I want to be in front with people. I'm a people guy and I know that's where I'm meant yeah. to be. So I was learning how to do all the cash stuff by the the VHS videos they had at the time. I was yeah. watching them all day. And then I would go to Burger King head office, which is in, by square one in Mississauga, anyone that knows Mississauga, which that is. And I would buy, uh, pick up manuals, like 
actual Burger King oh like God. training manuals and bring them home. So in three months, I knew how to like do all the jobs, everything. And then when I turned 15, that day I was promoted to uh, the front because they knew, okay, he's 15 now. You can actually interact with customers and not but blow you it. Everything. Yeah, and I did, and that was it. You know what's interesting about about this is that uh, <clears throat> I was I was talking, uh, you know, my, my daughter looking for a job, and nowadays I'll give her a referral for producing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> problem is it won't show up. Yeah, yeah, and because nowadays it's all um, email app applications mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, and I don't know. If people just don't want to do what you did, like the follow-up, we could call it the follow-up, and this episode will be the follow-up. Um, there, it's almost like they they send the resume, <clears throat> so it makes them feel good that they sent their application, and then they stop. Well, I did what I did, you know, like I didn't get the job; it's not my fault. Um, and as I always said in the past, and I'll say it again now, is like if I'm hiring someone for our place. If I don't see them in person, I'll never hire them. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about an application online. Anybody can, you know, make an application look nice online. I think this generation now has just, you know what it is? They've been taught to only do. So yeah. they're taught like the, the and minimum. And they just follow. Yeah. And so follow what they here's say. what you got to do. They say drop off an application. Okay. They go and they drop off the application and then they yeah. walk away. I did it. my part. My job is done. Yeah. That's it. Well, they haven't, it's, it's on them now. And I think, I don't know where that happened. We've trained a generation that makes their minimums their maximums. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, bare yeah, minimum yeah, yeah. is the most I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And then the rest is on everybody else. If they want yeah. me, then they're going to call me. Yeah. They're going to email me. And that's not how it works. You have to actually be proactive and follow up in order to get, if it's a job, you got to show up, yep, you know, as the employer, you want to know that, okay, this is a person that has spirit on their own. They're a self-starter. They're going to show up. They're, they're going to go, yeah, they're yeah. above and beyond kind of guy or kind of girl. And they're not just going to be a whole hum. I'm just going to do my job and yeah. peace out at the end of the day. That's too expensive. Nobody wants to well, hire somebody like that. It's so, such a weird time. It's like, I don't know if it's weird. It's just, such a change time where it became acceptable. And and what's more interesting is that mm-hmm. even when you go into a place, if you would have went into, you know, Burger King now, they would have said, email me your resume. Yeah. And then we'll get back to you. But I would be that guy, well, hey, you know, well, I have it here. Why don't you just take it? Exactly. And I'll That's email it. you it also. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then come back and, you know, it's how bad do you want the job? And that's what it comes down to. But you're absolutely correct when you say that everybody makes their minimum, their minimal, their maximum. So what people need to start doing is finding ways to stand out from the crowd. Correct. If everyone, if they say to everybody, email your application, they're all about, then you're in an inbox cheap, with a yeah. hundred other applications. Yeah. So how do you stand out? Sure. You know, your subject header is something unique and different. Hopefully you have the the name of the manager or yeah, the yeah. decision maker or something, someone in your subject line, but finding other ways. If you know they're on a social media platform, then you find them there. If you know they're on LinkedIn, you find them there. If Can't you, know, you just show up to yeah, the door? Yeah, like knock the on the door. Business? Hey, 
know, that's how I started teaching actually Mississauga. Yeah. I taught um, when I was between 15 and I'd say 18 or so. Uh, we didn't, there was no hip hop in Mississauga at the time. That's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember literally going in through the yellow pages and looking through the different studio hours and going to those studios when they were opening and knocking on their doors and say, hey, my name is Sean. I teach hip hop and street jazz and tap. And I notice you don't have this on your schedule. Are you interested in having me teach a workshop or two just so you see what I do and Brilliant. get a feel for the style? and everything? That's how I started. I literally, and they don't do that anymore, but I literally knocked on doors and waited for people to show up to open their studio and introduce myself and offered a service of value to them. Yeah. And fast forward now, like, you know, there's hip hop and I, you know, I, I love what you just said, uh, offered a service or value. See, and when you're making an application for anybody else that's doing that, if I can talk to you directly, it's when you're doing an application, you're offering value to the place of business. Mm -hmm. And how are you going to offer value? You got to offer the only way, a employer, even though they always say, no, no, send it. Most of the time, the, the only reason why an employer or we, even my, us, the reason why we say, give us an email, email me your application is because there's going to be so many people. You have a lineup outside the door with the amount of people that would come mm -hmm. and apply for the job. Now it doesn't, it's still for, for me, I'll talk from my behalf or from my, my perspective. It's still, I, I'm always impressed when someone walks in the door that sent an email and says, by the way, I sent it. I sent it on yeah. this day. And if you check on this day, you'll see it. But I'm here. So if you want to check it out later, that's not a problem. But I'm here. I really want the job. I'm interested in being part of the, of what you guys are doing. Know a little bit about what we're doing. And, you know, reiterate that to them. I'm interested in increasing this, this part of your business. Mm -hmm. You know, I can I have the job or, and I would be frank, you know, I want, I want the job. You guys need me. Yeah. And then it would be me. Like, even if I said no at that moment, I'd go back and I was like, Hey, that's pretty cool because I already have a face to the application. Right. And the face to the application is a lot more powerful than just a piece of paper with Jim, uh, I don't even know the last name. Jim Bob. Jim Bob. <laughs> Written on you it. Know, yeah, uh, and that's because they Jenny uh, Jenny Stein or whatever. What that's about is they've made an impact. Correct. They've made an impression. Correct. Right? And impressions yeah. they do matter. We we were taught that first impressions matter, and they do. So if you Absolutely. can be that person that makes an excellent first impression, then you're gonna stand up from the crowd. Yeah, and you're right? gonna get the job. Chances yeah. are you've increased your if even if you didn't get it or you've increased your odds from yeah. 1% to almost 90% getting yeah. the job being in person guaranteed yeah that's that's a for sure for sure because Absolutely. now that person if it's a, if it's a job if it's a gig whatever now has a face to the name whereas all the others they're faceless yeah, but I gotta I gotta give you an interesting story. Okay. This is pretty cool. I'm all along the same thing, but you're absolutely correct. Everyone's faceless, and and this one ties into that. So I had um, one of my clients. You know, we're talking, and and uh, she was telling me about her daughter, um, how she got this amazing gig on uh, being an announcer. 
the radio, radio okay. talk show, and having her own, uh, having her own uh, show that literally she's been traveling with all over the world. But what happened was cool. she had, she was an intern, and on her last day of internship, even though she was told that no one's hiring, she literally went. She found out where the president of um, of whatever it was, it could be CTV, I was just just for the lack of a radio station. Yeah, radio station. Um, she found out his office, went to the office on her last day and said, hey, I'm leaving here anyways. Just a long shot. You know, I know I can help you guys out. And I know, uh, I know this place inside out. I was an intern for so long. And I feel like I'm a really good fit here. And I would love the position, a position here. Perfect. But check this out. The guy looked at her and said, you are the first person who's ever done that. Impressed as all hell. Because, you know, someone who's got the balls to be able to do that is going to be someone that you want. Because mm -hmm. they have now, they have the characteristics that you want out of someone that's a go-getter, that is not afraid. And what did she do? He gave her the job as his personal um, assistant. Amazing. Next thing you know, to the top. Yeah, and it was on a last, just on a whim. I not get, but there was nothing to lose for her in a sense of, you know, she was at wit's end and nothing to lose. And when you go at something with nothing to lose, mm -hmm. you end up it winning. doesn't matter. Yeah, you end up so, winning regardless. So going back to when you're there, if you're gonna, be, if you're someone who's applying for a job that's maybe, you know, early teen, late teens, or early twenties, and you're looking for a job. That's something to look, look, look at. You know, like yeah. come from a position of nothing to lose. You got nothing to lose. You show up at someone's door. It's already a no. I mean, it's already up in the air. No, no one knows what it's going on. You've sent an application. No one knows. So if you show up, you're either going to still be at the same place or in a better place. Exactly. Which was so cool. I I, I love that story so much. Yeah. Wish I could it. say it better. No, I was going to say, I couldn't have said it any better myself. That's true. So the lesson, today's lesson is A, about following up and about Huge. going for it. Yeah. Just just taking taking that risk. We could have so many conversations about risk. About like taking, Absolutely. Taking a risk. You mentioned, oh, you, you in another episode, we're going to talk about value. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's a good one. Putting value. But Putting uh, value. I think we gave enough value in this one. Yep. So follow up, people. Don't be afraid. Take a risk. If you don't follow up, the answer is always no. Correct. Right? All right. Peace out.